hello. Good to see you. Good to be with you. I guess I don't really see you because we're on a podcast today. But I'm Dylan Maverick filling in for Pastor Rich. And I'm excited to be with you guys today uh, doing a podcast for Richard Summerlin Ministries. And today, uh, what I want to talk about is the power of purity and live, what it means to live a pure life. And so uh, let's get right into it. I want to get started in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. But before we do that, let me pray for you uh, this morning. So, Lord, we just come to you now. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your power, your presence. And Lord, I know that there's no distance, no matter what, where we are in the world. Lord, your spirit can travel. Uh, there's no there's no distance your spirit can't travel. So we just thank you, Lord, that you're traveling through the sound waves now to help people as we preach your word, as we speak your word. And as these words come from me, flow through me, Lord. Help your people this morning and this, this day. We thank you, Lord, for your power and your anointing in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I'm glad to be with you guys this this uh, wonderful day. And uh, like I said, let's start in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And it says this, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Now, I don't know about you, but that's exciting to me. I, I, I get great joy in knowing that I'm a new person in Christ Jesus, that the old things have passed away, old, all things have become completely brand new. I'm not the same person that I was yesterday. I'm a brand new person in Christ Jesus. Now, to me, that's amazing. I just love the fact that God has come into my life, that He, when he comes into your life, he makes you a brand new person. I mean, there's nothing greater than that, in my opinion. And the greatest thing about that is that your old things that you've had in your life, like the Bible says here, is that the old life is gone, completely gone. A new life has begun for you. So it's not just that you you have a new life, that you have a new life with Christ Jesus, but the old things are completely vanished. The old you is gone. You're a brand new person in Christ. So now you have a completely new start with Christ Jesus. A completely new start with him. And that gives you an opportunity for a lot of things in life because you you aren't the same person anymore. So you even you think about it, even the old way of living, the old way of thinking, you're not that same person anymore. You're a completely new, brand new person. That's that's an amazing thing. Well, what I want to talk about around that is there's power in purity. So when you get born again, you become a brand new person. You you're no longer that old person anymore. But the thing about it is now you're completely uh, uh, washed clean. There's no more impurity in you. There's no more blemish in you. And the thing about it is God has called us to live that pure life. He's called us to live clean like that. And what I know from the word, which we're going to get into here, is that the, the more pure that you live, the more pure that you are, the closer to God that you become. And I'm going to back that up with scripture. But the the more pure that we stay, the, the closer we stay to God. And we have to maintain that pure life in order to stay in connection with God. So in 1 Thessalonians, let's read that. 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4, verse 7. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. It says, God has called us to live a holy life not impure lives. So again, going back to what I was saying, that's not just a um, 
that's not just me hypothetically adding things to the scripture. No, no, no. This is the Bible. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, this is, I'm reading out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So this is interesting. You know, a lot of people, they like to blame the church or blame Christians on judging people and, oh, you know, you're pointing your finger at me and there's four pointing back at you. Listen, this is right out of the Bible. This is not some man's teaching. This is not some book or story that we've read. This is directly from the word of God. He said, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching but is rejecting God. And what is he talking about when he's saying, uh, what is he saying when he's saying anyone who refuses to live by these rules? He's talking about living pure. Because in the verse before that, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. So this holy life is a calling from God to live right, to be right. To Now, if you're not right right now, I'm going to talk about this a little later on. If you're not right right now, that's okay. Okay? You don't have to be pure, perfect to, to gain access to God. That's why he said anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. So if you don't know Christ, you're, yeah, you probably are, your life's probably a mess, you know? But the thing about it is if you live a, 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 a messed up life, an impure life right now, there's hope for you in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You have an opportunity to become brand new in Christ Jesus because he offers that life to you, a brand new pure life. But once you've accepted Jesus, once you've entered into a relationship with Jesus, that, that closeness to God requires purity. He's not going to come near people that are impure. That's strong. I know that that's a heavy, a heavy sentence. God's not going to come near people who are impure. That's what the Bible says. They're, you're rejecting God. He calls us to live pure lives. And so this pure life, you know, it gives you, it gains you closeness to our Father. It gains you closeness to God. It gives you access to be close to God so that you can have access to the things of God. Now, why would we need access to the things of God? What is it that, that what is it that we so closely need to, or so, such a necessity to, to need God and be close to God? Well, let me tell you, just turn on the news. Go as soon as as soon as this podcast is done, walk into your living room or go on Facebook or whatever it is, as Doctor Barclay would call it, as D Facebook. Go on to the social media websites uh, anywhere and pull up any news feed, anything. And it doesn't take a, a, a scientist, a brainiac, a brainiac to realize that, listen, there's issues in this world. You need help. Not just you, but every we need help. <clears throat> there, there's a major uh, dilemma and problem with this world right now. It is imperative that you you get help from above from God you need his power you need his anointing in your life because without it you're you are I, I wouldn't say stuck 
but but you're stuck. <laughs> I don't know a better way to put it. You're stuck in the mess of the things of this world without that power. You've got to have the access to God, closeness to God, so that you can overcome the things that are going on in this world. Let's look at let's look at Isaiah chapter ten, because with the power and that that comes with the relationship with God, you you're able to overcome anything that goes on on the planet. You're able to overcome any sickness, any dilemma, any crisis. Hey, any pandemic. You can overcome anything in this world with being close to God, with a relationship with God. I'm just speaking from my spirit right now. You need to be close to God. And I mean, look, you know, um, when it comes to, uh, you think about, I I live in Jacksonville here. And talking about being close, I'm in Jacksonville. We have a football team up here. You may have never heard of them because they're terrible. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, I'm just, it don't matter who the football team is, but if you're a quarterback, you want closeness. You want to be close to your linemen. <laughs> you don't want to get far from them because if you get far, you get into no man's land. You start to, you start to run, get into a situation where now you're in a territory where the enemy can come tackle you, take you down, take the ball, run for a touchdown. Listen, this is the same thing in our world. You need to be close to God under his wing, under his wing of protection so that you can have uh, um, so that you can have the protection of God. And so let's look at what this power and this protection does. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. Verse, excuse me, verse 27 says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Now that yoke, what that yoke, it's not egg yoke. Okay, this is a yoke that is like an ox carrying a load that's and there's a, a harness almost wrapped around its neck and anywhere he goes, whatever's attached to him goes with him. Well, this is what a lot of people feel like right now. I mean, this is this is prevalent right now in society. There's yokes around people's like you may be listening to this and you feel that yoke of bondage around your neck. This is prevalent right now in society that people are just yoked up to the enemy and he's just loading them down with burdens and um um torment. I mean, it's happening right now. But thank God for his anointing where he said, I have destroyed the yoke that's on your neck because of the anointing, when that anointing is on you. But to get that anointing, to have access to that anointing, you have to be pure and close to God. You have to be close to God to have that anointing. And I don't know about you, but I want to be, I want to be, I desire to be close to God. I don't want to live a life that's far away from God. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not perfect. I strive every day to be as perfect as possible. You know, I think about Jesse Duplantis who says, I go long periods of time without sinning. And he got a lot of, he tells people he got a lot of flack for saying that expression. I go long, this is not me saying this. What Jesse Duplantis said is, I go long periods of time without sinning. Well, that's biblical. You don't have to sin every day. 
You don't have to be impure. You you shouldn't have to wash yourself clean every day because you live so impure. That's you're talking like you're not a Christian if you live like that. Where you have to cleanse yourself day in, day out because you're Listen, bro, you need to get <laughs> clean, man. If you're that if it's if your life is that impure where you have to get on your knees every day and ask God for forgiveness for what you've done and repent and forgive now look, I'm not saying you don't mess up, but if your life is that bad to where you are living that impure, you've got to take a look around and say, I need to get things right. Because to have that anointing that destroys the, it doesn't just take the yoke off. Think about that. It doesn't just take the yoke off of your neck, place it on the ground, and then you continue on. And every once in a while you stumble into the yoke. No, no, no. It destroys the yoke of bondage. It destroys that bondage on your life. Thank God. I mean, that's amazing. The yoke that was holding you back, the yoke, the, um, what do you want to call it? The way, uh, the enemy's approach to destroying your life is completely destroyed. That makes me want to shout, but I can't shout too loud because there's a certain way this podcast microphone and everything is set up and I don't want to jeopardize the quality of everything. But it gets me so excited that myself... You know, I'm I'm not being selfish, but I think about, because if something happened, I'm thinking about myself here, but if something happens for me from God, that means it can happen for anybody. That's what makes me excited about it is if I can get free, you can get free. If I can be blessed, you can be blessed. If, do you understand what I'm saying? If, If I can have the blessing of God, you can have the blessing of God. That makes me excited for people. It makes me joyous to know that it's not, this is not it. It's not over. It's not finished. It's only the beginning. Remember the song? It's not over. This is not the end for us. The, the pandemic, the financial crises. Now, but see, and we're excited about that, about all that. But let me tell you, our role, there we have a heavy role in that. What do I mean by that? I, what I mean by that is we have a heavy part to play in that freedom that God offers for us. We have a we have a large role to play and it comes in purity. It comes in living a pure life. I want to read a story out of Judges. Um, if you remember a man named Samson, let's talk about him and his anointing that he had. Now, I'm not going to take this in the direction that you may be thinking about him and Delilah and the st- that's not what I'm going to go to here. I want to I want to draw a comparison to Samson and the anointing that God gave him and and how he had an had an anointing on his life. Cuz remember, going back to Isaiah, the anointing destroys the yoke. The anoint the burden will be taken away from your shoulder. The yoke will be removed from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. So we want the anointing. So let's talk about Samson. Let's read out of Judges 13. Let's start with the beginning of this story. So Judges 13 verses 2. Uh, and I'm going to read. In those days, a man named Manoah from the tribe of Dan lived in the town of Zorah. His wife was unable to become pregnant and they had no children. So listen. So just to stop there for a second. This is a woman who wasn't just not pregnant, she was unable to become pregnant, is what the Bible says. She was unable to have a child. 
But then, reading on, the angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said this, Even though you have been unable to have children, you will soon become pregnant and give birth to a son. So stop right there. So now the angel, and I'm paraphrasing this thing, or I'm um, not paraphrasing, but I'm kind of breaking this down so we can really get an understanding of it. Uh, uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said, even though you have been unable to have children, you will soon become pregnant and give birth to a son. So what he's saying to her is you're, you're about to have a blessing in your life. You're about to have a miracle in your life because naturally you can't have a baby, but God's about to give you a baby. But then he goes on to say, so be careful. You must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, nor eat any forbidden food. So right out of the gate, he speak, the angel of the Lord is speaking to Manoah's wife and says, you will become pregnant. You will receive a miracle from God. However, there's some uh, stipulation around it. This isn't talked about much in churches. Now, in our church at New Way, Pastor Rich talks about it. There's some other anointed spirit-filled preachers that will talk about it. But it's not a common thing to talk about what your role is to play in the blessing from God. And, and the angel of the Lord said, you must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, nor eat any forbidden food. So he's saying there is a purity that you have to put forth in order to receive this miracle. Well, God, doesn't God love us? Doesn't he just give us miracles? He does love you. He will give you miracles. He will work miracles in your life. But there's some points, and, I, and I'm reading into this story a little bit. I don't know all the details about Manoah's wife, and there's no, I don't think there's any biography on Manoah's wife or anything like that. But what I can tell you here is she must have some sort of level of maturity for the Lord to be able to say to her, hey, I'll give you a miracle if. I'll, I'll work a miracle in your life if this or this happens. So, so going on, he says, be careful. You must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, nor eat any forbidden food. So he's saying specifically in terms of that, live this pure lifestyle. You must live pure. Then he goes on to say, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and his hair must never be cut. For he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. And he will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. So you look at this, Samson's power, and if you if you remember back to like children's children's church, when you went to children's church, this was a very popular story because Samson is a very, you know, he's a good character to illustrate. This big strong man, long hair, you know, Fabio looking guy. Samson had a uh an anointing for strength. He, that that was his anointing. He had this he was strong, powerful. Uh, um, I guess you could say he had a lot of stamina. And we're going to go into some of these stories. But Samson was a powerful, powerful man by the anointing that was on his life. Okay? And so let's look how powerful he was. Um, there, uh, let me tell you a couple stories about him. So Samson and his parents were going down to... This is out of uh, Judges 14. Judges 13 and 14. But I want to read a couple stories to you. Samson and his parents were going down to Timnah. A young lion suddenly attacked Samson near the vineyards of Timnah. I mean, that just happens to everybody, right? You're just walking and then all of a sudden a lion pops out of the woods. Uh, at the moment the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, 
and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. I mean, I don't know, but I've never ripped anything apart by its... I've never ripped anything apart in general, let alone by the jaws of whatever it was. But here comes this lion attacking Samson, and he rips the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. And then it's, the Bible says he did it as easily as if it were a young goat. <laughs> and, you know, I think about that, I'm like, how easy is it to rip a young goat's jaws apart anyway, let alone a lion? So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe a young goat is easy to rip apart. Maybe I'll try that after the podcast, ripping a, a lion's jaws apart. I'm obviously kidding, but this the example, what he's saying here is, uh, um, um, it, he did it as easily if it was a young goat. So he, with with ease, rips this lion's jaws apart. That's the anointing. That's the power of God. Another story. Then the spirit of the Lord, uh, another story here. Then the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him and he went down to the town of Ashkelon, killed 30 men and took their belongings. Just like that. I mean, this is the power. I've, I've been in like one fight in my whole life when I was in like middle school. And I think we threw like three punches each and I was like down for the count for the rest of the day. Well, here's, this is the power that Samson had. He went down to a town and killed 30 men and took their belongings. 30 people. I mean, I, I throw the ball around with my dog for 30 minutes and I'm exhausted. Killing 30 people. Uh, here's another one. This time, I cannot be blamed for everything I'm going to do to you. This is Samson talking to the Philistines for something that, that had happened and he's, he starts to kill the Philistines. That, and that's the reason that God gave him the anointing was to attack the Philistines. But, it, but Samson said, this time I cannot be blamed for everything I'm going to do to you Philistines. Then he went out, caught 300 foxes. I've never even caught one fox. He, he went out, caught 300 foxes, tied their tails together in pairs, and he fastened a torch to each pair of tails. Then he lit the torches and let the foxes run through the green, the grain fields of the Philistines. I mean, just the sheer power that Samson had. And here's another one. But the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson. He snapped the ropes on his arms as if they weren't, uh, as if they were burnt strands of flax, and they fell from his wrists. Then he found the jawbone of a recently killed donkey which he probably killed because he's all into ripping people's jaws apart, ripping animals' jaws apart. Then he found the jawbone of a recently killed donkey, picked it up, and killed a thousand Philistines with it. A thousand Philistines he killed with a jawbone of a donkey. One more. Samson was now very thirsty, and he cried out to the Lord, You have accomplished this great victory by the strength of your servant. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of, of these pagans? Then, so God caused water to gush out of the hollow in the ground of Lehi, and Samson was was revised, revived as he drank. So here's a blessing of the Lord on the anointing that he has. He's thirsty, and he's sitting in the, this, uh, uh, um, I guess, the ground of Lehi, and then water comes gushing out of it, this dry land. So what I'm saying is, I'm giving, giving you all these stories, there was an anointing on Samson's life. Just like we're talking about, you need an anointing. You don't. You may not need the anointing Samson had. I'm not saying you need to have the anointing to be super strong, which it could help sometimes. But I'm saying he had an anointing on his life, and it happened to bless, you know, help him in the area of strength and stamina. <clears throat> but but Samson's anointing 
from God came from his hair. Read back in Judges with me. Uh, um, let's pick up here where it says, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and his hair must never be cut. So his hair, the Bible says, his hair is what gave him this anointing, gave him this strength to do what he was doing through all these things. And when I read through this, as I'm as I as the Lord showed me this, the power of purity, the Lord showed me Samson's strength and his power and the anointing that I gave him came from having the hair that he had. And the Lord, when it when I read that, or the Lord showed me that scripture and I went into that scripture, I, I the Lord revealed to me that is equivalent to the purity that we need to have on our lives. So just as Samson grew his hair and his hair was long and um I just picture this like Fabio type figure, you know, this long, lush, this long, luscious hair uh, flowing from his head and this big, strong dude that Samson's hair was his, how, how he received his anointing is the same way with our purity. We wear that purity. The more pure, the more purity that you have, the more, uh, the more of the imperfections that you get rid of, the more anointing that you have. I mean, that's so strong in my mind. That when God's anointing is on you, when God's power is on you, you have this pure lifestyle that allows God to just dump his anointing onto you. I, and the way I've heard pastor describe it is, Pastor Rich, he describes it as this smearing of anointing, this smearing of oil, like like almost like a, uh, a thick coating of the anointing on your life, Right? It's it, it smeared on you. And when I see, and the way the Lord shows it to me is there's when you have impurity, it dries that anointing out. It wipes it off of you when you're not pure, when you're not clean, when you don't have that clean pureness to you, it wipes that anointing away from you. And now you don't have the strength. It's just like when, and I, we, I don't have time for this, but it's just like in the Bible when Samson and Delilah were together and, and her, and he cuts her, she cuts his hair and now the anointing's gone. He's able to be bound by ropes that we saw earlier. We're able to just be ripped off of him. He's not, he doesn't have the strength and the stamina that he did at one time because that anointing, the hair was gone. So the anointing was, the purity was gone, right? That just like us, the purity is gone. You're, you have imperfections. You have, there's qualities that you no longer have. That anointing falls off of your life. That's powerful, man. We have a part to play in this. I'm going to say this. Turn the TV off sometimes. Instead of watching the newest show on, on Bravo or the newest garbage on MTV or, or whatever it is, the, 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 the garbage, turn it off and take time and, and listen to a podcast. Watch something on, on, on one of the ministers that are full gospel and you know approved by your pastor. Yes, I, you, I said that right. Approved by your pastor. So you know you're getting fed the right teaching. Watch that kind of thing and fill yourself up. Cleanse yourself from the imperfections so that you can bear the anointing that God has for you. I feel that I feel that so strongly. Well, I've, I've just about run out of time, but I've had fun today. I hope you had some fun. I hope you learned something. 
And I hope this podcast blessed you. It's been an encouragement to you. I love you. I'm glad. Uh, I'm so honored and glad that Pastor asked me to do this. This has been on my heart, and I'm, able, I'm so thankful that I was able to share it with you all. Uh, tune into these podcasts that come out Tuesdays. God, God really is using Pastor to do something great with these. So I bless you. Hope you have a great, wonderful day. Lord, bless these people in Jesus' name.